Hey everyone, welcome to another great episode of the Smooth Business Growth Podcast where we share 15 minutes of fast-paced, pure marketing strategies proven to move the needle in your business. I'm your host and Captain Lindsay Phillips. I'm the founder of Smooth Sailing Business Growth where we help busy entrepreneurs attract and convert customers faster through powerful and consistent content marketing. In fact, if you go to smoothbusinessgrowth.com at the end of the show, you can download your social media roadmap to help you do just that. So today we actually have a return guest. So initially we spoke about optimizing a user's website experience to increase conversions and it was so great I had to have him back. So we have today John McDonald, founder of thegood.com, a conversion rate optimization firm that helps brands convert more of their existing website traffic into buyers. And today, I want to take that conversation to the next level and talk about strategies on how to actually convert that traffic. So let's set sail. Welcome aboard again, John. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to uh, recontinuing our conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I know you gave such great insight. So, um, and today, you know, it's people either love them or hate them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the dreaded pop-up to convert website traffic. Um, so let's hear from you, the expert. Is it effective? Well, it depends what your goal is. Uh, probably not the, the answer, definitive <laughs> answer you're hoping for, but we'll get to one. Um, you know, I'll say that, is it effective in collecting emails? Yeah, sure, it can be. Is it effective in actually converting those people into customers? Highly unlikely. Now, here's why. I'm, I'm really a huge, if there's two things I could eliminate from the internet, one of them is going to be those email pop-ups. <laughs> and, and it's partly because if you wouldn't do something in a retail store, right, you shouldn't do it on your website. Oh, I like that rule. So imagine I walk into your retail store, you pop out the first thing, I just take one step into the store, right? And the first thing that happens, you pop out in front of me with a clipboard and you say, John, sign up for my emails. <laughs> I'm probably not going to have a very good experience, right? Think about no, that. I mean, how many true. times have you been chased down the corner of a street with uh, Greenpeace or somebody trying to get your information? You're like, just, just leave me alone. I'll come to you if I want, if I want yeah, to yeah. contribute, right? It's the same way. And unfortunately, people do this all the time and it's kind of just spread like wildfire. And I think people don't realize the intent behind it, right? And what I mean by that is 90% of them, of these pop-ups, they're offering a discount in exchange for an email. Now, oh. here's why this is bad. The first time you get a customer, and if you give them a discount, you are forever a discount brand in the eyes of that consumer, and they are forever a discount consumer. What I mean by that is, they're always gonna be looking for how to get that discount from there on. Yeah. Right? So you're just eating into your margins. The second thing is, is you're unlikely to get long-term subscribers. A lot of people we find in our user testing just enter emails, whatever email, they enter a fake email, whatever they can do to get that pop-up out mm -hmm. of the way. Because a lot of times they make, you know, brands make it very difficult to figure out how to close that pop-up, right? And yeah. Unnecessarily so. Or even worse, they do uh, negative shaming where they say something like, yes. instead of just close, they say something like, <laughs> 
uh, <laughs> no, I don't like to save money or, you know, uh, I don't want to solve my problems today or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. It just makes you feel horrible. And it's just a bad experience, right? That's so, true. <laughs> I'm, just a, a, I'm not a huge fan of pop-ups. Fair enough. That is a great analogy. I like them when, um, and we can kind of touch upon this too, um, with, I guess people call them exit pops, where it's mm -hmm. like, okay, I don't want the thing on this page, but as you go to click off, they're like, oh, wait, but what about this? And sometimes it is helpful. You're like, oh, well, I'll take that free thing then. Or like, you know what I mean? Right. Well, that's like, you know, uh, saying, hey, uh, somebody's leaving your store. And as they're leaving, you're saying, hey, you know, if you're just think, I know you don't want something right now, but maybe you, you're, if you're still interested and you want us to let you know about upcoming sales or something like that, you can sign up here. That's different, right? Because yeah. you're trying to be helpful. Right. And that's true. Like the intent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I the like other that. thing most people don't think about with pop-ups is it really starts to degrade and hurt your email list over time. Oh, and what let's do you talk mean? about why. Yeah. Because as I mentioned earlier, a lot of people are going to enter just fake emails to get it out of the, out of the way. Right. So you'll see that probably anywhere from five to 10% of emails that get entered will just bounce right away. Mm. Secondly, uh, which, you know, you, all those bounces add up, it really hurts your deliverability rate. Totally does. Right. Secondly, uh, a lot of times people just enter their email to get that initial discount. They didn't really want your weekly newsletter or whatever else they're signing up for. They just want that initial discount. Right. I've done that. <laughs> of course. Then what happens? You either ignore and don't open the emails that get sent to you from there, which yep. again can start to hurt your deliverability totally rate. Totally does. Places like Google, et cetera, they're looking at how many times are people opening emails, right? So they say if, if, if uh, your brand is sending out a thousand emails and only 10 of them are getting opened, I can guarantee you the next time you send that, it's going to start ending up in spam more mm -hmm. often. Yep. The other thing is that uh, people are going to start marking it as spam instead of just unsubscribing because that's the right. quick and easy thing for them, right? It's just like, yeah, just move it to spam in the future. So that hurts your deliverability. So over time, you'll see that more and more of those emails uh, start not hitting the inbox or where you need them to be. The other thing is a lot of times what we see through, through brands are offered these discounts. Now, I mentioned earlier once you get a consumer as a discount, they're forever a discount consumer. Yeah. The problem is, is that, you know, now people are going to start entering their second and third email addresses that they never check mm -hmm. for the next order. They're going to create an account under that, you know, MSN account that they haven't touched in 10 years, <laughs> right? Or the Yahoo account or yeah. whatever it is. And they're going to do that in order to get the discount a second time. So now you have a couple of issues. You have, two bad emails in your, in mm -hmm. your email. Uh, but then you also have two records in your CRM or account yeah. tracking system that, that are this really the same person. And so now you, you're just muddying up your data all that because so you true. chose to do a pop-up. Hmm. Those ramifications are, uh, yeah, bigger than most may expect. And it's like, you're, you're looking at the big game, right? Not just the, Ooh, I need an email. Right. Yeah. Exactly I love that. It. So what other ways are there? What other options are uh, out there for us to convert website traffic? Well, I think it's all about the intent of being helpful, right? If yeah. I think we talked about last episode, there's only two reasons people are coming to a website. The first is they have a pain or a need, 
mm-hmm. and they believe that your website or your product or service is going to help them fix that pain or need or solve that pain or need. Secondly, once they've determined that your product or service can solve that pain or need based on the research that they did on your website, they want to convert as quickly and easily as possible and yep. then get on with their lives. Right. So anything you can do to help those two tasks is really where you want your website to be positioned. And so how can you be more helpful and also collect emails, for instance? Well, chat, chatbots are a great Ooh, yeah, way yeah. to do that. Right. Because people want answers to their questions right away. Right. So you can, in the natural flow of a chatbot, ask for an email. And then you get that email address. You can follow up with them and be helpful after they've logged off of your website. And and a lot of these, I don't know if you've ever heard of Drift, uh, really great chatbot software. Uh, You know, HubSpot has chatbots built in. Mm -hmm. A lot of these systems now that are really accessible have chatbots built in. And a lot of them have free tiers that even allow you to use these. Well, the reality here is, is in the flow of those, you could say something like, you know, we've answered your question. Uh, would you like to sign up for our email newsletter? Yeah. Or, you know, if you'd like a representative or a team member to follow up with you, just leave your email. Or even if you can, you know, they started chat and they desert, you can then follow up 15 minutes later True. after they've logged off your website with a quick email. It just says, Hey, noticed you started a chat. You didn't finish it. Wanted to make sure you got all of your questions answered. By the way, maybe you're just not interested now, but if you want to stay in touch, just click here or reply and you'll get signed up to our, our email list. Um, so you just made it super easy. And almost all the chatbots enable uh, that type of connection for you. And it feels more natural, like a conversation and a relationship. You know what I mean? That's, you know, a big buzzword right now is conversational marketing. Mm-hmm. And Drift, who I just talked about, is really pushing that hard. And, but it works. The reality yeah. is if you treat somebody like a human and you have empathy for who's on the other side of the screen, then it's going to go a lot better for you. And I think that's where a lot of people you know, get mistaken is that in a retail store, they have to have empathy because they're looking at a human face-to-face. Yeah. But on their website, they don't see the human on the other side. So then they're just like, oh, I'll do a pop-up or I'll do spin to win or I'll do all these other things that nobody really wants but they don't see the reactions of these humans. So they just assume it's okay. That's true. Now, what are your thoughts on um, like sidebar widgets or putting free resources in your, like your menu navigation? I'm a firm believer that if those resources are going to be helpful and people are doing the research Mm -hmm. and making a purchase decision, that it's always wonderful. Yeah. And it's okay to do things like content upgrades, for instance. Yeah. Right? Where you're saying, here's the information you, you asked for, but if you want something that's even more, feel free to give us your email and we'll send that to you right now. That's okay. And you will get people who are interested at that point and want to hear from you to give you their email address. Mm-hmm. That's true. Are there any big mistakes when it comes to, you know, besides horrible pop-ups, <laughs> um, but for like call to actions that people have on their websites besides not having them? <laughs> well, I think, yeah, not having them is, is a, a clear mistake, but I think, you know, what I see all the time, I look at dozens of websites a day, I assess no dozens of websites a day. What I see all the time, even major corporations that we work with, 
The problem is they're not consistent with their call to actions. So what, let's talk about consistency. I'm talking about consistency in design. They're looking for right. So they may have some call to actions that are, that are just underlined words. They may have some that are buttons with an outline around the button, but then they further down the page, they have buttons that are filled in with a color or, you know, maybe buttons that are different shapes, or maybe you can click on some images with the headline on it and others you can't. So the reality is you really want to, you know, as somebody is scrolling down your webpage, you are training that person on how to interact with your site. True. Okay. And if you think about it that way, what trail have you left in that training from the very top of the page as you work your way down to the bottom? Now, if you are showing them at the very top that they can, that all content, uh, you know, uh, CTAs are going to look and feel one way. Yeah. But then further down, it's something completely different. They have to think about that. And they have to think, oh, wait, is, do I click on this? Is this a CTA? And, and that split second is causing pain for them that doesn't need to be there. So just eliminate every split second decision that somebody or th- something that, that they have to think about and digest and learn again. And you will find that conversions go up dramatically. That's so true. And, you know, and everyone's been there, right? You're on a page and you like, okay, well, I clicked something before and it worked and went to something. Oh, this this page is broken because it's not behaving the same way the other page did. Yeah, we do a lot of what we call click tracking. Um, There's some great tools that make this pretty easy. Hotjar. I know we spoke about this last time. Yeah. T-J-A-R. It's a pretty cheap tool that helps you do this accessible to brands of almost any size. But what we do is, is click tracking off of that. And what that shows you is where people are clicking on your site on every page. And it does it in aggregate, right? So there's mm-hmm. no privacy concerns, but it will give you kind of like a, a, a heat map of yeah. clicks. What we often like to see is not necessarily what CTAs people are clicking on, but what are people clicking on that is not clickable? Ooh, yeah. But we call this rage clicking because what you'll see <laughs> is people going through and they continue to just click their mouse. Like, why is this not working? Right. This should be clickable. That's the best indicator that you've left some type of information trail. Yes. Told them that they should be able to click on that, but now they can't. And the easy one is just to make that clickable. That's, you know, really quick, you know, really quick, but you really need to understand that you've told, you've trained people earlier on your site or earlier up the page that something like that would be clickable and now it's not. Mm-hmm. And so that's frustrating for people. And imagine somebody, and maybe you've even done this yourself where you're on a website and you're like, oh, I'm clicking on this. Why is this not working? It must be, you know, the click's not registering or there's something wrong with the website. In reality, it's just poor UX. Yeah, that is so true. And it's the the least amount of barriers that they have and frustration. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and it goes back to the first conversation that we had about the user experience, right? And, and that's going to help with conversions. Right. Every single micro frustration you need to remove. And the more of those you can remove, I love yeah, that. The, the more you're going to have uh, conversions along the way. I love that. What is the craziest thing that you've ever seen? <laughs> Wow. Okay. So this is years ago. I won't name the client, uh, but a big (laughs) brand we all know and love. Uh, We were working with them and we were sitting at the table kind of helping them figure out how to optimize their their site. And one of the high level executives said, you know, we really want people to stick around on our website. So we want to add a music player to our website. 
And I said, okay, well, first of all, that's called Pandora, Spotify, Apple Music. You know, mm. I, we can lift off, list off hundreds of different music services that people can do that on. Why are they coming to your site to do that? And why do you want to keep people on your website? The idea is, again, help them to understand if your product or service is going to solve their pain or need. And then if it can, help them to convert as quickly and easily as possible and get on with their lives. Yeah. That's what you want. If somebody's at your site for three minutes, but they've converted, that's wonderful. If somebody's on your site for 30 seconds, but they were able to determine that your product or service isn't really what they were looking for, that's okay too. Yeah, totally. But the last thing we probably want is someone just muddying up the data by oh, sticking yeah, around on your yeah. website for hours listening to music. <laughs> That, so bizarre. Right. And, and how is, you know, I mean, I get that maybe you can run commercials for your products or there's some branding aspect there can make it cool, but I don't want people just leaving my website up and playing music. First of all, it's no, going to no. cost you a lot of money for yeah. no good reason. And the second thing is, is that, you know, um, that's not helping them complete their goals. Yeah, I agree. I know. And some people, yeah, I mean, this is a whole nother conversation, but it's like, some people want a website and they're like, Oh, but it has to look like this. It has to be pretty. It has, well, mm -hmm. it can be super, super pretty, but if it's not going to convert, what's the point? Yeah. We get a lot of times where people say, you know, Oh, I had my spouse look at the site and they thought X, Y, and Z. And it's like, yeah. oh, is your spouse your target, their target market? Maybe not. <laughs> um, and this is where things like user testing really come in handy. And anybody listening today can quickly do user testing just, get a laptop, take your website, load it up on the laptop, go to your local shopping plaza, your local mall, mm -hmm. and just walk up to people and be really friendly and just say, hey, I'll give you a $15 Starbucks gift card if you give me five minutes of your time. I just want to watch you use my website. And just tell me what you're thinking as you're going through those things and give them a task. Maybe you sell t-shirts. Let's just keep it easy. Say, you know, go find the t-shirt you like best and then add it to the cart. You know, and you could even just say, check out, I'll give you a discount code to get it for free instead if you want to do something like that. But here's the thing, like you'd be surprised how many times people will give you five, 10 minutes of their time yeah. and how eye opening it will be for you. Oh, absolutely. Because you get to see and hear what people are thinking, not just what they're doing, which is all that analytics and heat maps and that type of stuff is going to tell you. That's true. And it's like, you know, you look at your site totally different because you created it. It's your baby. You navigate because you know where everything is. But mm -hmm. a newbie coming in, it's like a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you can hear me say this all the time, but it's, uh, it's really hard to read the label from inside the jar. Oh, look at you. That's a good you, one. <laughs> right? Like, yes. You're so close to your website that you probably chose the navigation language you chose the yeah. order everything's showing up in you know your products but the new to file consumer who's coming to your website that you attracted via social or google ads or however they heard about you word of mouth whatever that is they're still just trying to learn about your brand yeah and they don't know everything you know so you're too close to it to yeah. really make those decisions and that's the hard part is getting people to let go and, you know, the brands we work with, the first thing we kind of have to get them to do is let go a little bit and yep. trust what their consumers that are coming to their website have to say. Totally. And I love that you have those tools, you know, hot jar, click tracking, um, you know, all that, those testings um, to kind of 
uncover all those, you know, areas that you need to optimize or just to know how your website truly is performing. Now, I know before we hit record uh, for our podcast, we were chatting um, and you said that you were working on a, a conversion growth uh, test or, or assessment. Yeah. So it's something that, that we're starting to do now. We're, you know, we've been doing this for over 10 years. We're in our mm-hmm. 11th year, right? And we've worked with brands of all sizes, but you know, there's really an issue with conversion rate optimization and that's that it's really came was born out of working with high level enterprise clients. And I'm really on a mission right now to democratize conversion rate optimization. And how can we bring that down to a price point and a level that can be really helpful and actionable for brands of all sizes? Yeah. So what we're doing right now is uh, what's called the conversion growth assessment. And this is where we'll assess three pages of your site. I always recommend, you know, homepage, maybe a product category or detail, mm-hmm. um, but whatever's along that conversion path for you. Yeah. And uh, it's $1,500. So it's at a price point that almost any brand can yeah. afford. And uh, we return it within seven to 10 working days. And it's a whole report on it very actionable items. You need to change X to Y and here's why, and here's some examples of what that looks like uh, when it's done correctly. And uh, we even run eye tracking heat maps on all of the pages. Mm-hmm. So you get real data of how people are engaging with your site. Awesome. That's perfect. Yeah. Cause some smaller entrepreneurs or smaller businesses, they sort of feel like those, those resources are out of reach, right? Well, the only thing I've been able to find online, and I hear this from all pack to me every day and say, John, I really want to work with the good, but I don't have the tons of money that, you know, the Adobe, Nike, Xerox, the brands like that. that you work with too, <laughs> yep. right? and, I, and I can sympathize with that. I really can. So, you know, my, my point of view on this is uh, let's give them something that's actionable for a reasonable price point that is something that's really going to be able to help them uh, move the needle and get to that next level. And, uh, you know, you don't have to have a ton of data to mm-hmm. do something like this. Right? True. And that's where a lot of people get tripped up with conversion rate optimization is, you know, they go online and they start reading about it and it says, you know, run, run heat maps, run, you know, do this, do that. And gives them a whole checklist. Or maybe they view some training online and there's a couple of online training courses for optimization, but the reality is they're really expensive and they take months to complete and, you're still kind of left with how does this apply directly to me? Mm-hmm. And True. so it's, again, it, it, I'm really trying to democratize this and, and make it actionable and make it something that is accessible for brands of all levels. And there, I have not been able to find anything like this out there. So that's where, uh, you know, our team was like, let's just, let's just do this for $1,500 and see what we can make work. Awesome. And uh, we're having a lot of fun with it right now. Love it. I think it's great that you're doing that. Now, how can people uh, find you? Yeah. So if they go to thegood.com, T-H-E-G-O-O-D.com, and then uh, right there on the services page, there's a listing for the conversion growth assessment. Perfect. They can go fill out the form and we get that process started pretty quickly. Um, and if you really have any additional questions, feel free to email me. I read every email, try to respond the best I can. It's just John, J-O-N at thegood.com. 
perfect, perfect. So thank you again. You gave us a ton of nuggets. I took some notes, a um, couple of great quotes in there. Um, so this week's 50-minute cruise to move the needle, folks, uh, has come to an end. And I want to thank you again, John, uh, for joining us for a second podcast. I really appreciate you having me again. This is great. Awesome. So folks, if you're looking to achieve faster growth through content marketing and sales funnels, look no further than smoothbusinessgrowth.com. So have a profitable and productive week, folks, and may the winds always be at your back.